0: I said this in the first service, and I'll say it again, because, you know, when you when you have church culture, in moments like this, we get a little quiet. We've been singing, and the music's been, and everybody's been singing. We get a little quiet. People start uh, getting all, feeling all funny, because we don't like, we don't like quiet. Uh, you know, we, 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 like, oh, we're, we're quenching the spirit. You know, we, we, we stopping the Holy Ghost now, because we, we shut everything down, but what I said in the first service is I, I pray that as a church we could somehow one day move past uh, church culture and move from sensationalism to spiritualism because uh, there ain't nothing we can do to stop what the Spirit's already started here and what the Spirit's going to do. Spirit's going to have its way. Those that are going to be touched going to be touched. I know we kind of brought it down there a little bit and we dismissed the kids and and all that stuff. But if, if you feel like you're out of place now, that's just, that's just your culture. You're, you're sensationalized and you want something to happen. But if you can see with spiritual eyes, you know that God's still moving. Ain't nothing changed about what God's about to do in this house. God's still moving. It's still going to happen. If you have your Bible, turn with me very quickly to the second book of Kings, Second Kings chapter 4. I promise not to hold you long today, but I feel like the Lord's going to speak to us a little bit here. This is uh, um, part two of last week, kind of. I'm not naming it part two, but it's kind of like part two of last week. It's going to connect with what I preached last week um, to the church about the year of the Lord's release. I'm excited. Already this week, people have texted me, called me, said, Pastor, this is already happening. God's already doing this. I did this. God did this. Things are opening up, you know, jobs, better jobs, raises bonuses. You know, this happened in my family. This is, this is shifting. And I, I believe that if you'll connect to the word, the word will connect to you. Amen. We, we always need to be reminded of Hebrews 4. We, all of us need to be reminded of Hebrews 4. If you've never read Hebrews 4, chapter 2, you need to read it. Because Hebrews 4 tells us that the same gospel was preached unto them, but it benefited them nothing, seeing as they did not mix it with faith. In other words, they heard the word, it didn't help them a bit because they didn't mix it with faith. And so what I preached last week and what I'm preaching this week, it, it, just, just because you heard it don't mean it helped you. But if you'll take it and you'll mix some faith with it, it'll be a cake. But as long as you don't mix it, it's just some nasty powder in a bowl. Am I right, sister faith? Am I right? It's just some nasty powder in a bowl. But if you put it in the oven and you, and you mix it up and you get it right... It'll be what the Lord wants it to be. Got to mix it up. Just because you heard it don't mean it helped you. Amen. All right, let's go. 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 32. When you have it, say, I got it. Amen. And when Elisha was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead. Over. Gone. And laid upon his bed. And he went there for and shut the door upon them both, twain, And prayed unto the Lord. He prayed. And he went up and he lay upon the child, put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands, stretched himself upon the child. And the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. This morning, I want to preach to you this subject. Stretching for the supernatural. Stretching for the supernatural. Will you preach with me today? Lift your hands. I want you to stretch out right now. Just stretch those hands up, Lord. We stretch today for the supernatural word. God, do a work in this house. Touch our minds. Touch our spirits. Touch our hearts for your kingdom and glory. Let us not only be hearers of the word, but doers also. Let us mix it with faith. I pray in Jesus' name in the church today, ma'am. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with us so long. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch. In the year uh, 1999, party in the year 1999, it's hard to say that without saying something. Um, it's, this my, that's my immaturity coming out of me. Um, in the year 1999, I joined the Army. And I know, you know, we all want to have the hero status and uh, I want to serve my country and the flag and all that. But really, I needed some money because I had asked the man to marry me and I was broke. And the money I did have, I used buying her ring, so I was really broke. And so I joined the the Army National Guard, had a good thing going on. You join, they give you like $8,000, pay your college. It was a good deal. So I joined the military. Now, over my time in the military... You know, my reasons and stuff changed. I, I soldiered. I, I became a soldier, and I loved the military for the season I was in it, but I was glad to get out of it, too. Anybody ever been in the military for that same way? I'm glad for what it did for me. I'm glad for how it helped me. I'm glad I got out. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, but I joined the military. I was uh, 20. I was 20. I was 20 years old. I was young, strong. I joined the military, and I went to Fort Knox, Kentucky, to do OSUT training. OSUT training is one-stop unit training. For most people, when they do um, basic training, they go to some place for six weeks, and they do, they call it, you know, you have hell week, and they train you. They train you how to throw a grenade, shoot a gun. They give you a lot of disciplinary stuff. And then after those six weeks is up of basic training, then you will go to a place called AIT. And AIT is where you learn your skill. If you're going to be a comms guy, if you're going to drive a truck, if you're going to be a mechanic, You'll go, you'll leave basic training, because that's just basic, and then you'll go, and you'll, like, go to a place where they train you how to work on trucks or work on radios, whatever it may be. OSUT training is not that. It's one-stop unit. It's just 18 weeks of what the first six weeks should be. They do it to you one, two, three in a row. It was horrible. If I'd have known that signing up, I probably wouldn't have signed up for that MOS, but I signed up for a combat MOS, Um, and so I was a tanker 19... Kilo is what we were back then. I don't know what it is today. Maybe the same thing. 19 kilo M1A1 Abrams. And I went to Fort Knox, Kentucky. January of 2000. January of 2000, I was at Fort Knox, Kentucky. And what I did not know is that Fort Knox is cold. Very cold. I'm from North Carolina. You know, it dropped down to the low 30s. You know, we got, we dripped, we turned the faucet on let it drip, you know, and All the bread is gone. You know, if they say, it might snow. And they say, it might snow. The bread's gone. The milk is gone. The whole store shut down. We just, y'all know all all about that here in Georgia, you know. We just shut the whole place down. I got to Fort Knox. It was negative five. The devil is a lie. And the first thing we did was go on this road march. And it was early in the morning. It was negative five degrees. And I remember because I was thinking, well, we're probably not going to do the march today because it's so cold. (laughs) No. They put us out there. My nostril hairs, would, when I would breathe in, it would freeze together. And when I would breathe out, it would break. And I was like, "This is something's wrong. This is, not, this is not healthy. You could die out here right now. And I wanted to put on, I, I remember this, I wanted to put on all my clothes. I was like, no, we need, to, we need to bundle up. And they were like, no, here's the dress code for today. And I was like, that doesn't seem like enough clothes. They were like, no, this is a dress code. And they're like, don't worry about it, you're going to warm up. Because we're marching like 10 miles. You're going to warm up, don't worry about it. But I was like, no, I want to put on all the stuff. But about two miles in, I was like, man, I'm glad I put on all that stuff. Yeah. I learned a lot in basic training. One thing I learned because I had never really, you know, I, you know when you're young, you just play sports and, you, and, you, and you, you, know, you go do physical fitness or whatever. But you don't really understand fitness until it's something that you're doing every day and you're doing for hours a day. And so in, in my military training, fitness was a big thing. And one thing that I never had really done in my life was stretch. Now, you know, you play basketball, you know, you, you know, get on the wall, stretch a little bit, you know, here, stretch a little bit there. This is way beyond that. This is like 30 minutes of stretching. Like, I didn't know stretching could be so taxing on the body. I'm tired from stretching. You know what? That's what yoga is. Yoga is stretching in uncomfortable ways for a long period of time. And I didn't, I was. I was like, why are we doing... Because we would run, you know, three, four, five, six miles. We'd come back, and then we'd take 30 minutes and stretch. 30 minutes. I'm hungry. I'm tired. It's five degrees outside, and we're stretching out here. But what I realized is over time, you know, you, you understand, okay, this is for a reason. These people have done the research, and stretching will help your posture. Stretching will help your muscles recover quickly. It allows blood into your muscles. Stretching will cut down on the number of injuries you have. If you take time and you stretch, you get better and better as time goes on. But what I realize now about the military is they stretched me in a lot of other ways too. One of the greatest ways they stretched me was in my mind. You see, because your body can do a lot more than you think it can do. Your mind is really what you have trouble with. Your body is able, I'm telling you. I did not know I could do some of those things. But when there's somebody stretching you and pushing you, you realize, oh, I could do this. And when you win the battle in your mind, because like a mile in, if you never run before, I never had run. I mean, I had played basketball. But if there's anybody in here that played basketball before, played a lot of basketball, that's different than just going out and running. Because basketball, you run down to the court, and you stop, and you, you know, play, and then you run over here, and you stop, and you play. But when you're running, you're not stopping. And they don't stop for you, by the way. If you stop running, you just get yelled at, screamed at, and they just make you run. And then you vomit, and then you run, and you vomit some more. But once you win the battle in your mind, you, can, you say, oh, okay, I can't, my, I'm not going to die. Because you're thinking, I'm going to die. I'm dying right now. My heart's beating out my chest. My lungs are collapsing. I'm dying. This is what death feels like. But your body's like, no, keep going. You can do this. And so they not only stretched me physically, but they stretched me mentally. They stretched me mentally. Now I, I know now I can stay up all night long, work all night long, and still be, I can live the next day. I didn't know that. I thought you had to sleep to stay alive. I realize you can stay up not one, two, you can stay up three days in a row. Now, you're not going to feel real good, but you can do it. And, and even now, I'm fat and out of shape. But even now, I could just right here, just like I'm dressed right now, I could go out there and run. And I could probably run three, four miles before I, could, before I stopped. I could. It's because my, my mind. I know how to train my mind. This is a funny story. Years ago, Pastor John came over to the house. He said, man, I want to run in your neighborhood. I said, let's go run. So we ran, and I hadn't run in years, years. I think Isaac was probably five, six at the time, and I hadn't run since he was born. And so we'd go out and we'd run in my neighborhood, and we'd run four miles, just four miles, run straight. And Pastor John's like, my God, man, you, you ain't run. How long since you run? I said, it's been years since i run. But how you just run four miles without stopping? That's crazy. When I started, whatever. And I was like, well, my mind's good. Well, he left, and the next morning, I couldn't move. And I, I told Amanda, I said, you better not tell John. Because John left thinking, wow, man, Pastor is super strong, it's crazy. But what well, he didn't see the next morning when I couldn't even sit down on the toilet, I was just like, this is very uncomfortable. I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to get this done today because my legs don't work. You know, Because my mind was good, my body was out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Life will stretch you. Whether you want to be stretched or not, some of you have experienced loss, and you didn't know you could cry that much, but you cried that much. And you didn't know you could heal, but you healed. You didn't know you could move on. You felt like you couldn't, but life stretched you. Some of you worked jobs, where when you first started working a job, you was like, how can I remember all this stuff? But over time, your mind stretched, your capacity to learn stretched, your abilities stretched, you you physically, you, you, you got a job and you had to carry all this heavy stuff every day. and You thought, I can't do this. My, my, my body. But you learned, oh, over time, I stretch to a place where, oh, I can do this. I can. You, we stretch. And in our reading today, the Bible says that Elijah came into the house. And I want you to read it with me. I want you to pay attention to what's happening here. Because Elijah comes into the house and the Bible says that the child was dead. It was over. No life. The child was already dead and he laid on his bed. Watch what the prophet did. In, in verse 33, the Bible says the prophet came in the room. He closed the door and he prayed. That, that's, that's exactly what he should have done. That is the answer to the question, praying. How many know that prayer works? How many know prayer works all the time? Whether you see it or whether you don't, the Lord's either fixing the problem or fixing you. But prayer always works. Elisha prays, and that should have been the end of the story. Elisha prays, and the kid lives, right? That's 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 the way that should go. And in our spiritual, culturized minds, this is how this should look. Elisha prays, and the kid lives again. Easy peasy. But what happens next is beyond, because not only does he pray, but when he's done praying, he goes and he stretches himself out on the child. The prayer should have worked, but he had to go stretch himself on the child. And he laid on the child, put his mouth on his mouth, eyes on his eyes, hands on his hands. He stretched himself out upon the child, and as he stretched himself out, the, child, the child's body began to be warm. And, and there should have been life, but there was. The Bible says that Elisha got up and he went. And he paced the floor. He went downstairs. He, he walked around for a little while. He walked to and fro. And, and somewhere he said, you know what? I'm going to do this again. So he went up and he stretched himself out. And the child sneezed seven times. The prayer should have worked. It should have been, I prayed and God did the miracle. But in between me praying and God doing the miracle, I had to do something. My My physical response is my spiritual expectation of what I prayed about. Oh, let me say that again. My physical response is a spiritual expectation of the prayer that I prayed. Because some of us come in here and pray, but we do nothing as expectation for what we prayed about. We prayed and we just hope God fixes it because in our minds we think, well, I prayed, so God should do something. But we should pray and then we should go walk in the expectation of that prayer that we prayed. Elijah could have prayed and left the room. Elisha could have prayed, closed the door and went home. Elijah could have prayed, went downstairs said, make me some coffee. We're going to sit here till God answers my prayer. But he didn't. He stretched himself out. And not only did he stretch himself out physically, but he stretched himself out spiritually on this child. And he said, God, I know I prayed, but now it's time for me to stretch. And I know if I stretch myself out, if I stretch myself, God's going to do something. This is the only time in the Bible that we have this, this connection between stretching yourself out on someone. I mean, we've seen God raise the dead in many different ways in the scripture. But we've never seen somebody stretch themselves out, lay on somebody, and all of a sudden God heals them. This is a whole other thing because God is not only trying to stretch Elisha's uh, mind, but he's trying to stretch Elisha's faith. Because we not only need to be stretched physically. Not only do we need to be stretched spiritually, but we need to be stretched mentally. The military stretched me mentally. It stretched my mental capacity to believe in the things that I could do. Now, in Fort Knox, Kentucky, some of that stretching didn't matter there. But when I went to Iraq and I was in actual combat, there was actual bullets, actual guns, actual people trying to kill me. The stretching that happened to me there saved my bacon over here. And there's some of you right now going through stuff and you don't, you don't know why you're going through it, but God's stretching you because there's a season coming when you're going to need to be stretched. Oh, anybody, anybody want to talk to me today? You're going through stuff right now because God's stretching you for the next season. The next season, you're going to need to be stretched. And the prayer might work, but you may need to go and stretch. The prayer might happen, but you may also need to do something in your own self. You may need to stretch. Because God said, if you will stretch in the natural, I will stretch in the spiritual. If you will stretch in your physical, if you will stretch in your mental, if you will stretch in your spiritual, I will stretch in the supernatural. I will do something that you did not even expect to happen. I will raise up something in your life if you will stretch a little further. Stretch your prayer life a little bit. Stretch your giving a little bit. Stretch your anointing a little bit. Stretch your ministry a little bit. Just stretch. And God said, if you stretch, I'll stretch. This is how God said it. God said it like this. He said, if you draw not to me, I'll draw not to you. And you may stretch to pray one more prayer. You may stretch to give a little tithe this month. You may stretch to show up to one more service. You may stretch to put up with them one more day. But if you will stretch, God said I'll stretch. And when I stretch, my stretch is always greater than your stretch. You stretch in the natural. But God says I stretch in the supernatural. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I'm preaching to somebody. God's calling you to give it one more try. Stretch out again, Elisha. I know the prayer should have worked, but stretch again. This is too much for me. No, no, no. Stretch again. Because when you stretch, God stretch. In the book of Exodus, in the book of Exodus, uh, in in, in chapter 9 of the book of Exodus, 19 times God tells Moses and Aaron to stretch. He says, Moses, stretch your rod out. Aaron, stretch your rod out. Moses, stretch your hand out. Aaron, stretch your hand out. Nineteen times in chapter 9 of the book of Exodus, God says, stretch out thy hand. Stretch your hand out of the water, I'll cause frogs to come out of it. Stretch your hands out over the water, I'll cause it to turn to blood. Stretch your hands out here, I'll cause this. Do this. But one time in chapter 9, God says, I will stretch. (laughs) He says... He says, I will stretch my hand once, and when I stretch my hand, I will destroy Egypt. When you stretch your hand, when you stretch your hand, you might destroy this, and you, just, you, you might be able to do this, and you might be able to do that. But when I stretch my hand, I'll take care of the whole situation. Woo! He said i'll stretch my hand and i'll destroy egypt if you'll stretch your hand 19 times i'll stretch my hand one time and the one time i stretch out will take care of all the times you had to stretch out oh hallelujah god i don't care how many times i gotta stretch If I can get you to stretch one time. I don't care how many times I got to give. If I can open the windows of heaven one time. I don't care how many times I got to come to that altar. If I can meet you there one time. One moment in the presence of the almighty God. Can pay for it all. Stretch. High five somebody and tell them to stretch. Stretch. Oh hallelujah. Stretch. Stretch. You see what I'm preaching today is not about addition. We like to pray for addition. We like to pray for multiplication. We want God to add on. God, bring this in. Bring the new thing. Bring the, God gonna do this. God gonna do that. We want addition, but what God told me to preach today is extension. In other words, you don't need nothing else. You got exactly what you need to produce the supernatural. Hmm. He said, well, when, when I get that new job, I'm really gonna give. Well, you know, when 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 pastor calls me up and, and, and gives me all kinds of accolades and whatever, I then then I'll serve. You know when, when when this happens and that happens, I'm really I'm really gonna do this. When the money's right, I'll go. You know, we ain't been paying our tithes because we're so broke. But when the money gets right, we're gonna give. <laughs> oh no that's not how the Lord works he said I'm not preaching addition or multiplication I'm preaching extension in other words take that little bit you got and fold it out you know it starts like this but the Lord said woo I done preached the microphone he said the Lord said it, it started like this. And I, I'm not giving you a new one of these. It just take this one and stretch it out. Just just get it because w- what you don't know is, is, is bigger than what it looks like, but you just won't stretch it. Are you getting what I'm preaching today? Are you here when I'm preaching right now? You keep praying for God to add to you while God's waiting for you to extend what you already have. Because if you'll extend what you have now, he said, I'll bring the supernatural into your life. I'll blow your mind. I'll make it so big, you won't even be able to understand it. But you got to stretch what you have now. Stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. It ain't enough. Stretch it. it, it, it God, it, it can't happen. Stretch it. If you just stretch it, I'll do it. And I preached it last week. Open thy hand. Open your hand. This is the year of the Lord's release. Open your hand. If you let it go, God said, if you let it go, I'll make it grow. But God, it ain't enough. Let it go. It's too little. Let it go. God, I will. You know what, Lord? If you send me abundance, I'll give abundantly. No, God, God said, give abundantly with the little you have now. God, God, if you, if you give me the position, I'll, I'll do the great things. No, so God said, do the great things now with no position. What do you have? That's what the prophet said to the woman whose husband had passed away. They're coming to take my kids. He left us in debt. All he left us was a little cruise of oil. And now we're broke and they're coming to get my kids. The prophet looked her in the eyes and he said, what do you have? I ain't got nothing. We broke. He left us in debt. Now they coming to you. I ain't got nothing. What do you have in the house? I don't. I, no, pray that God would bring us something. No, 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 no. What do you have in the house? Well, I'm praying that God will work a miracle. I'm praying that God will do the supernatural. I pray that God will just, just uh, i just open the closet door and be full of money. I don't know what God's going to do, but that's what I want. God said, the, the man of God said, no. What do you have in the house already? What's already there? What already exists? What is already in place? Y'all don't want to preach with the pastor today. What is already, she said, all we have is a little cruise of oil. He said, Well, that's all you need. He said, Here I want you to do. I want you to go get that cruise of oil, and I want you to get go get all the vessels you can have. Don't don't get just a few. Get all of them you can get. Stretch it as far as you can get it. Fill the house with them, and I want you to pour that oil out of it until it will not pour anymore. And the Bible says they took what they had and they filled countless barrels of oil from what they had I'll come to preach to somebody today. God's not sending addition, He's not sending multiplication, He's saying extend. This is an extension, just stretch it. What do you have? Mm. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Well, we ain't got much. All I got is a little cake and a little oil, and I'm going to make that cake, and, and, and I'm going to pour that oil in that cake. We're going to mix it up, and I'm, I'm out here gathering sticks right now because I'm going to go in my house. I'm going to make me. We done got it all planned out. I'm going to go to my house. I'm going to make me a fire. I'm going to make a cake. Me and my son are going to eat the cake, and we're going to die. That's the plan. Okay, let me throw a, a, a monkey wrench here in your plan. Hey, listen, here, here's the deal. Make me a cake first. No, 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 no. But, but what but what, about, what about my plan? Because, because I've already, I I've already, no, no. Make me a cake first. Well, it's, it's too, no, just make me a cake. And I'm sure she patted the bottom of the, 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 the mixed bowl or the barrel or whatever it was. And she poured out that little bit of oil and she made a cake. And she cooked it with them sticks that she got in the front yard. And she made it for the man of God. And her and her son stood there and watched the man of God eat the cake. And then he said, what y'all looking at me for? Go make you a cake. You said you was going to make a cake, right? Go make a cake. But I gave you all the meal. Go, go make you a cake. <laughs> and the Bible says she went back and there was just enough meal to, and just enough oil. And, and, and maybe the first time she was like, you know what, maybe I missed it. Maybe I just maybe I didn't hit it hard enough. Maybe I forgot it. But the Bible said that the, that the meal stayed and the oil stayed for two years. Yeah, it wasn't one night. No, no, no. He stayed in her house for two years. So, for two years, if you make me a cake, you lead a cake. You make me a cake, you lead a cake. You make me a cake, you lead a cake. If you'll stretch the little bit that you have, God said, I'll do a supernatural work in you and I'll blow your mind. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the Holy Ghost here because God's already been talking to some of y'all. He's already been asking you to do a little more. Wake up a little earlier. Pray a little longer. Fast. God's calling you to read your word. And it's just a little bit. It's just a little stretch. I don't got time and I'm tired. But God said, if you'll stretch a little bit, I'll stretch out my hand. You stretch 19 times, I'll stretch one time. And I'll heal you. I'll bring you out. I'll grow your ministry. I'll touch your anointing. I'll touch your family. That's so what the Lord told Joshua in chapter 8. Joshua chapter 8, verse 18. He said, Joshua, I want you to stretch your hand out towards Ai. Just stretch it out there. For I'll give it. I'll give it thee in thy hand. And Joshua just stretched out that spear. In verse 19, it says that when he stretched out his spear, that the ambush arose quickly out of their place. They ran and he stretched out his hand and they entered into the city and took it and hastened to set the city on fire. And watch verse 26. He says, for Joshua drew not back his hand, wherewith he stretched out the spear, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Just, just stretch it out. God, what do you want me to do? Stretch. No, no, no. I got my sword. I got my slingshot. I got my bow and arrow. We ready. Let's fight. No, just stretch. No, no, no. I want to I wanna do something, Lord. I want to be somebody. I want to get followers on the ground. Let me do something. Just stretch. Just stretch out. I'm going to do all the fighting. The battle's mine. I'm going to show you how bad I am. But if you'll stretch, I'll stretch. (laughs) It reminds me of Moses on that mountain. And the Bible said, as long as he stretched out his hands, the people won. But when his hands went down, the people failed in battle. And the Bible said that when they saw that he was tired, they went up and they helped him stretch his hand. Because God's calling some of you to stretch in this season, but he may be calling some of you to help somebody else stretch in this season. Oh, hallelujah. As long as I'm stretching, God's doing a supernatural. (laughs) as long as i'm stretching god's doing it as long as, when i get comfortable and i stop stretching and i just start showing up and you know i just you know i'm just here for the show and oh look she dressed pretty and oh that's a good song. good preaching pastor my god my pastor can preach as long as you get comfortable god ain't going to do the supernatural but if you'll get outside and you'll stretch a little bit and you'll say god whatever you want to do i'll stretch myself out God, I'll just stretch. I'll go as far as I can go. I'll give as much as I can give. I'll pray as long as I can. I'll show up as many times as you ask me to. I'll stretch. God said, I'll blow your mind. I'm closing. I'm not going to be done. That's what he told that man in Matthew 12. Matthew talks about him. Luke talks about him. Mark talks about him. In the synagogue, he said, Matthew 12, he says, stretch forth thine hand. Now, I appreciate you before, I, I, I want to say it again. In Matthew chapter 12, in verse 13, he says, stretch forth thine hand. Now, I, I, I want you to see here that Jesus did not say, stretch forth thy withered hand. He just said, stretch forth thy hand. He didn't say, stretch forth thy, thy withered hand. He said, stretch your hand out. He had a good hand. He could have stretched that one out. Look everybody, look how awesome, look how awesome my hand is. Totally awesome. (laughs) Knowing the whole time that he had a withered, broken, and wounded hand over here. But just stretching out what is good, what is redeemable. Jesus gives him The option, stretch forth thine hand. And the Bible says, and he stretched it forth and it was restored, whole as the other. Me and you keep stretching out our best. There are some things in my life that I'm just naturally gifted and good at. And it's easy to keep that stuff forward. I'll say that again. There's some stuff that just comes naturally to me. I don't have to fight for it. I don't have to work for it. I'm easy breezy. I'm good to do it. And those things are the things that I love for God to use me in. Lord, use me in the things that I like and that I love. Send me to the places. Lord, if you want to send me to Hawaii, call me now, Lord. You know. Lord, if there's some, some missionary work I need to do in, in San Diego, just let me know. Okay. You know. I, I, the things that I'm good at, I want to show But the things that I struggle in are the things that God's saying stretch. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. That's good preaching, Pastor. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Some of us, we want to get it all out there because this is what we're good at. And we're good at that. And we want to get it all out there. But God said, if you'll stretch out the thing that you struggle with, I'll make it home. Watch this scripture, verse 13, put it back up there. Put verse 13 back up there. I didn't say this in the first service. Let me show it again. Let me, let me show you something. Do, do, do you see the word there? Restored. Is something that we miss in this story. And, and I've even said this before, that, you know, we don't know that this man might have been born this way. We don't know. But the word restored means at one point that hand was just like that hand. But something happened in his life. An accident. Maybe he fell. Maybe he was hurt on a farm. We don't know. Somehow that that hand lost life and it withered. Something happened in his life and he pulled back. And he had a choice to stretch it out. Stretch, Stretch forth that hand. It's your choice. Which hand you want to stretch out? You want to show us your best? You want to show us your worst? If you show us your worst, I'll restore it. But if you show us your best, you go home the same way you came. That's why some of y'all won't even come to the altar and pray because you're afraid what somebody's going to say about you. Hello, how you doing? I'm knocking on somebody's front door right now. Pick the phone up, it's ringing. You You won't even let God touch you in the house of God because you don't want people to think, well, he backslid. That's not what this altar is about. You keep showing us your best and you keep going home the same way you came. You keep stretching out your best, and you keep going the same way you came. But if you'll stretch out what's worst, if you'll stretch out what, what I, Lord, I was hurt, I was, I was wounded, it was, it was, I'm, I'm broken. If you'll stretch that, God said, I will restore it whole, just like the good stuff. And what you were ashamed to show yesterday, you will proudly testify about today. It's already there, it's not addition, it's not addition, it's extension. That's what he says in Isaiah 54 verses 1 through 3, he says, sing O barren, which is an oxymoron in itself, Just saying, I know, I know you can't have children, I know you're wounded, I know you're hurt, but sing, sing, because more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife saith the Lord, then he tells him this, he says, enlarge the place of thy tent. Don't go buy a new tent. Don't go to Walmart and buy an eight-man colon. Don't do that. And he said, you know what? I'm not sending you a new tent. Ain't no new tent coming. Just the tent that you got, the tent that I gave you, let's work on that one. Stretch forth the curtains. Take what you already got and prepare it for what's coming. Stretch the curtains, spare not, lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes. You know why? Because you're going to break out on the right hand. And you're going to break out on the left. <laughs> Ooh, there's a breakout coming, hallelujah. You're going you're to break forth. God, God said, you're bearing right now, but you ought to just start singing. You ought to just start singing about all them kids you're going to have. You should just you start singing right now. Because God's about to do something special in your life. And, and what you need to do is you need to get the tent that I gave you. Don't go get a new one. The tent that I gave you in the beginning is just as good when I gave it to you as it is right now. Just stretch it out. Just stretch it out. The reason I ain't filled it is because you keep living in that little tiny space that you got. But you can stretch it out. You don't think you can. But you can. You can stretch it out you can get it ready because you're going to break forth. And your seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited where there was nobody living, people going to be living. You hear the word of the Lord? What do you got now? What do you got now? What's in your hand, Moses? I can't do this, Lord. It's too great for me. I, I, who am I? I, don't, I can't go back there. I'm, I'm a few... What do you have in your hand? Well, it's just this old staff. Throw it down and see what I'll do with it. I'm not giving you a new staff. I'm not going to make a staff appear out of nowhere. No, the one you've been carrying for 40 years, throw it down. And you'll see that the thing that you've leaned on was the thing that had power the whole time. Stretch it out. Throw it down. Open the hand. Let it go. Say, Lord, take this little bit. Lord, we're so broke. We'll we'll give you $5 this month, Lord, because it's all that we got. I said, ha-ha. Woo! If you'll be wise over the little things, I'll make you ruler over the great things. Say, Lord. I don't got much time, Lord. I, you know, my life's real busy. I don't, I don't know if I have time to serve in, in the places that you want me to serve. And God said, oh, you just, you know, I'll give a little bit of time. I, I, I can just do a little bit. And God said, oh, I like that. It's a little bit. It's a stretch. God, it's a stretch for me to do these things. It's a stretch. For some of us, it's just so easy. But so for some of you, it's a stretch. And for, so, so, there's some things in your life It's just so easy for you. But for me, it's a stretch. But when I stretch, that's when God steps in. He says, That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that are reached farther than they have ever reached before. Just keep stretching. Keep stretching. Elisha could stretch over that child because Elijah stretched. Yeah, he stretched. He prayed one prayer. God called. Fire down from heaven. And then he went and prayed another prayer. Said, Lord, let it rain. And it didn't. He prayed again, Lord, let it rain. And it didn't. And he prayed again, Lord, let it rain. And it didn't. And he prayed again, Lord, let it rain. Come on now. You pray one prayer, fire falls. Well, we were trying to get water to fall now. That's a whole lot easier than fire. He prayed again. And nothing happened. He prayed again. Nothing happened. And finally, on the seventh time, <laughs> that's, a stretch. that's a stretch. Lord, I prayed once and didn't happen. Pray again. I prayed again and didn't happen. I prayed again. Oh, Lord. I'm tired of praying, Lord. Pray one more time. God, but you came through all the other times. I know. I know. But I just want to see if you're willing to stretch for the supernatural. I don't know who I'm preaching to in this house today, but I'm preaching to somebody. I want you to bow your heads right now. God, in the name of Jesus, I'm finished. I'm done. Pastor, didn't preach enough, but I'm praying right now that your word would begin to work in hearts and minds of people sitting in this room because there's people who need to stretch. And there may be people here today, they don't really know nothing about this. And, and, and they might even understand what's going on in this house today. God, but I pray that even they would say, you know what? I'm going to stretch. I don't understand this all, but I know what I feel. And I'm going to stretch. And i say, Lord, whatever you want to do in this season, do it in me. God, whatever you're doing in this church, do it in me. Whatever you're doing in your kingdom, do it in me. I don't even know all the ins and outs. The, I don't know how to dot the I's across the T's. But God, I stretch myself to you today. And I stretch my heart to you right now. And we're going to pray in just a minute, but I want you to stretch your heart towards him right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now that you would do your work, God. I've said what I feel like you wanted me to say today, but now I pray, God, that you would do your work. Do what only you can do. Say what only you can say. Touch where only you can touch, God. Let angels minister in this house right now to people who need to stretch. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This altar is open. For those that are praying, if you want to stay in your seat and pray, you can. But for those that want to stretch a little further and say, Lord, maybe you ain't been to this altar in a long time. And it's a stretch for you to come up here because you got problems with people looking at you and watching you. That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. There's people that come up here every Sunday, but there's some people who don't come at all because you're a little concerned about people maybe looking at you and thinking something about you. But I want you to stretch today and say, you know what? I'm going to that altar and I'm going to ask God to touch my life. I'm going to ask God to change me. I'm going to ask God to rearrange me. I'm going to ask God to do more in me so that I can do more for Him because I'm going to stretch today. I'm stretching. I'm stretching. I'm stretching my faith. I'm stretching my ministry. I'm stretching my power for some. And maybe somebody here today, this is your first time at Truth Chapel. Guess what? You're welcome to come too. I want you to come too. I want you to stretch your faith and say, Lord, I don't even understand all this, but I want what God has for me in this season. God, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch a little further. Just a little bit more. It may cost you a little bit. It may may hurt a little bit to stretch that way, but God will stretch. (laughs) Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost here so strong. So strong right now. So strong right now. Pastor, it would be It'd be a stretch for me to show up to that. We'll do it. Now, it'd, it'd be a stretch for us to give that. Lord, just give it anyway. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be a stretch for me to forgive that person. Oh, God, forgive them. Forgive them. It'd be a stretch, God, for me to let them go from all the hurt and pain they caused in my life. Oh, let them go. Whatever it is that stretches you, God, stretch me today. Whatever it is that stretches me, God, stretch me today. Because I want supernatural. I want supernatural power. I want supernatural miracles. I want a supernatural touch from the Holy Ghost. Come on, from the front to the back, God's stretching right now. He's stretching, he's stretching. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.